Hello and welcome back to a podcast about something. You can now find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Take a look. Uh, today, this is episode three. We're going to be talking about, this is going to be a podcast about television. We're going to go ups and downs of some of our favorite things from the world of TV and um, kind of what we look forward to in shows that we watch. Uh, so let's get it started. Yeah, very exciting news. I'm liking that I can actually use the podcast app on my my iPhone and actually find us. And it's pretty accessible because all my friends, except for Cal here, have iPhones. So I can just say, hey, and I'm the, I'm the correct one. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to try to convince you into some shows. We're going to try to convince each other into some shows. Uh, try to sell some ideas to one another about why we like certain things. And also we had a few uh, different ideas about how some networks are running in today's day and age and maybe why how, they don't need how would we big, long seasons. Yeah, how we prefer to consume our content. So, so let's let's jump right into it. We're going to go uh, a subjective take on what the best show on TV is, um, both from a sitcom and drama perspective, um, or comedy, not necessarily sitcom, but... Um, Eric, you wanna you wanna go first with your favorite sitcom, your best best sitcom on TV? My best sitcom, if I had to pick one, is going to be Modern Family. I think it's really hard to knock them off of the throne, and obviously they're well acclaimed. And, I'm, I'm and, out on Modern Family. I know Family. you are. I've never watched an episode. I've, I really like it. It's very, um, I don't know, it's just funny. It's clever. Clever. It's it's so it's smartly written. Um, the characters actually show development, you know, over the course of. A season or the whole That's show, how, and there's while there's different storylines, there's still a continuity to it, and you do get find yourself getting to know these characters. It's not like they're just the same thing coming back for the same episode, or there's the same issues all the time, you know. So while one wrap one episode gets wrapped up, um, there's still some continuation with something that are, that's going on bigger background. You can kind of jump in and out as you please without having to yeah. know the whole story. Exactly. I like shows like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's a lot easier to consume than. Uh, if you're if it's season three and you haven't seen the first two seasons, there's no chance I'm jumping in right there. But if I can jump in and watch oh, it yeah. and not have missed a beat, that's you could turn it on. That's a plus. You know, syndicated TV right now and probably catch a good two hour block of it on TV right. or something. So what about you? My favorite sitcom on TV right now is Fresh Off the Boat. I've never watched it. It is fantastic, and if you watch it, it's going to remind you of our good friend JP. <laughs> <laughs> They've got uh so it's it's this um Chinese family who moved from Washington DC to Orlando, Florida. You know, that hits close to home for us mm-hmm. here in South Florida. And um they're they're just trying to get along going from this big city where there was so much culture to Orlando where there is Disney. Not culture. <laughs> well, um, it's, it's very blended. Yeah. Well, very different. there's no. Um, well, where they moved, they moved into a cul-de-sac that takes place in the 90s. Okay. They moved on to a cul-de-sac. Oh, so it's um, not like a current. It's not shot no, in current times. No, oh, it takes place in the 90s. I so, did not know that about the show. Uh, the the main character who um, it's based on, he's actually a chef now. Uh, apparently, a famous chef, Eddie Wong. I don't know because I couldn't care less about famous food. Like, give me a burger, I'm good. Um, I only know who Bobby Flay is because of Entourage. It's true. <laughs> Ari would have kicked his ass, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but so it's based on his life as a child growing up in Orlando uh, with a father who owns a restaurant, a Longhorn Steakhouse-type restaurant there. Mm-hmm. And so he's 13 when the show starts, and uh, he likes rap music, and he wears Wu-Tang clothes a lot, <laughs> and uh, he's he's very involved in the rap life. Uh, well... 
So there's in his head. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's it's very funny. Um, he's got two little brothers who are also very funny in their own ways. They um, the middle child was named Emery because they wanted a girl and they would have named him Emily. And they're Asian. Some <laughs> put it together in your <laughs> yeah, head. Yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but if you can't figure it out, then that's on you. Um, but it's it's just hilarious, and I watch it through their lens of this had to be JP in the '90s, and and I think it is. Love and rap music. He tried to get me to go to a Bone Thugs. Concert. He, he loves basketball and rap. He tried to get me to go to that same Bone Thugs uh, concert. It's twenty six dollars to go to. Uh, the ranch over there, or whatever it's called in Cape Coral. Yeah, my, I took a hard pass on that one. So, um, what about uh, your favorite drama? So, my yeah. favorite drama. I'm gonna make a lot of waves here because I am uh, going off the board, but you're gonna go on the board, so I think it's okay. I'm gonna pick Mr. Robot. Well, I'm gonna split it. Okay. Mr. Robot is uh, my favorite. Uh, it's very deep, and uh, it's about this guy. He's a hacker, and uh, he tries to take down the world, and now in season three, he's trying to rebuild the world, apparently. Um, but it's it's really good um, how they work the character of Mr. Robot. I'm not trying to give any spoilers of what's going on, because mm-hmm. there is a big reveal at the end of season one of what's going on with Mr. Robot versus the main character. And um, it's... It's a psychological thriller type thing with, you know, some hacking and IT background stuff. And so it's it it, tough to understand. Not really. No. Um, a little bit. It'll, you know, they go, they go deep on some things, but, but not to a point where it's like, okay, I don't get the general idea of what they're doing. Like they use technical terms to say basically they're, these people's computers aren't going to work. Oh, okay. you know, you fig. By the time they're done, what they're doing, you figured You're out what they're doing. Left wondering what the heck that meant. My so. my other show is uh, it's called Legion. It's on FX. It's a it's an X Men uh show. It's only been one season so far, but the first season was just fantastic. And I didn't know anything about the character of Legion before, and uh, I I read up on his Wikipedia about what Legion can do. He's the son of Charles Xavier, and his power is uh basically. I, I think it was, I'm sure some people who are bigger nerds than me will correct me on this, but it was something to the tune of, if he witnessed somebody die, he absorbed all their thoughts and memories, but as a split personality inside himself. Mm. So he's housing all of these different entities inside him that he can use at different times to, to get the things he wants. And if it was a mutant that died near him, he gets their, he can access their powers. Wow. Um, Actually, they didn't get I, too deep into that in season one. That's more of what I read on Wikipedia, so I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes because that sounds awesome. You see, I missed that. I got three episodes in and I kind of quit on it. I, it, I, it was easy to quit after three episodes, but I powered through because there was nothing else on right yeah. then. No, I, I get what you're saying. Right? You, know who tur- you know who turned me off? And this is surprising because I actually like her as Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Kind of turned me off. She gets um, way weirder than yeah. the first three episodes. Yeah, that's it. And see, I was just, it's not like I can't take her being weird. It's like it felt like. Her normal typecasted character and all these in some of these movies that she's in, where mm-hmm. she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's she's very, you know, careless. Like she does not care what you're doing, right. you know, about anything. Her and she's got the same look on her face the whole time. Like she just does not want to be in that room. And a lot of the times that works for me, and that's funny. But I'm just like, I kind of needed a little bit more from this show to keep me hooked. And it, maybe it, if it, it comes, pops up on it. if it pops up on Netflix, 
I'll probably end up binging it or somehow, some way. So, uh, just not something that's really going to get me to turn on the TV on there, given night. So, um, my, my drama, I'm going to shock a lot of people here. And so just say, you know, Game of Thrones is probably the top one. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that just because of the way this past season ended. And in terms of scope, it's the best show on TV. Yes. See, I can't. Out of what you can do with it. It is. I have problems with Game of Thrones because I became a book reader, mm-hmm. and I don't think the story they're telling anymore is compelling. It's not even that it doesn't line up with the story that George R. R. Martin has told. I just don't find it compelling. I, I think it's bad, especially in season five and season seven. It's become bad storytelling to a point. Um, there was there the was season seven ended well, I think, mm-hmm. but there was a lot in the middle that it was just like these. People probably shouldn't be doing this. Why are they doing it? And it was just like, here's where we all want to end. We just want to get them there. It doesn't. They didn't focus on getting. Well, them they there. did reduce the number of episodes yeah. uh, from a normal season, so they felt, uh, you know, and everybody's sitting here saying that, oh well, they they cut it down to seven and six. There's only thirteen over the last two years, and you know, you want to see it get to a resolution. Well, it's got to get there somehow, and they can't. You know, they're spending what ten million dollars per episode. On this, on this thing, so it's just like that's Lock-ish. a huge amount of money. Um, a lot of, that's a huge amount of money. I'm just saying that uh, they got to get you there somehow. So you want your Game of Thrones, you want your, your all your content. It's just not financially feasible for the network to continue to pump out these epic episodes that everybody wants to right. see. So they're trying to come up with the best compromise, and I thought that they did a good job of it. And I think it. Next season, or the 2019 season, right. now that it's come out, that they're not going to be And we'll probably do another, a full like, deep dive before oh, that comes. We'll go we'll A year go down the road, definitely. Yeah. Um, there'll be more information out there. There'll be, be a lot closer. Like, you know, we'll have some fan theories we can, we can comb through and all things like that. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm mad that I gotta wait so long, but I know that the final product that is going to be very satisfying. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, you know, seven was, like I said, storytelling wise, it wasn't great. And, so I'm, I'm hoping with this extra year that they're taking off, they figure out how to tell this, to finish the story correctly in, in a satisfying way. Not necessarily the way George is going to do it, but just in a satisfying way that makes sense and gives everyone some, you know, closure on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm And that was the good thing about one through four, seasons one through four is it felt like they took the time to tell everyone's story. It was, Arya's here, but she's here because of it. And the, the best parts of the show were always conversations in a room between two or three people. It wasn't necessarily, I mean, the battles were great. Um, mm-hmm. the, the Watchers it's on the Wall was one of the best episodes. The dialogue and the clues yeah, throughout. Was, I mean, it they gave you so much more in world. between the, yes, yeah, the yeah. world building and, yeah, so, then and everyone I, came along and they just, yeah, nobody likes I'm not mad about it. I, I'm, I wasn't, I didn't read those books just like I didn't read Marvel comics. I just understand that not everything is going to be I, adapted perfectly right. to a... Right, and I get that. I'm not a snob. I don't, I don't think that the Marvel movies should be adapted perfectly based on comics. The comics are freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, it's. I just felt like it wasn't a good story mm-hmm. this, this year. Um, so hopefully they'll get back to being well, a good story. I mean, not to Season 5 felt like that in some areas. In other areas, they told a good story, but like the Dorn plot was bad. Arya was not great, you know, but... <laughs> Well, not to give away too much of what we're going to be talking about down the road, but this is one of those things. I was very late to Game of Thrones. Um, I actually binge-watched like the first probably five seasons over the course of a oh, month. Man. And so it, when you do it like that, like I, 
I didn't have HBO back then, and I didn't know how to rip stuff off. So, um, not that I do now, disclaimer. Um, but my point is, anything wrong with that? If you do, <laughs> that's there's anything wrong with that? If you do, but um, no, I, I think I binged it all in like three to four weeks. And when I did that like that, it was very difficult to. Um, it was very difficult keeping up with all the names and the yeah. characters. And, and season like one that. and two I did not hard progress at the same pace. Look alike. Yeah, they do. So, that's exactly what yeah, they look like. I mean, sound alike. And so you should hear me with one of my friends, and she loves the show, and she knows everything about the show. She watches all the YouTube fan theory videos oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff out there. I mean, Got me a little hooked on them too. Oh, yeah. But she would laugh at me all the time about how okay, who's this guy again? What? What did you know? Who did he piss off? Well, you know what? So, <laughs> but all the guys, you know, all the guys that I are very important, obviously, you know, right. are very hard to learn. So you know so. the difference between Jon Snow and Robert Baratheon? Who? Yeah, yes, Who I those do. Guys? <laughs> so anyway, Cal, we're going to talk about um, our favorite of all time. Okay, we're going to move on. We're going to transition into the favorite of all time. We've given our nods to the best ones we know are some of the best that we like to watch, admittedly. But what are the, what are the greatest of all time? I think you and I. We're pretty much going to agree with each other on this one, so just to keep let's, the whole let's thing. Let's go on three. Let's, let's go one on three. All right, one, one two, two, three, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. It's Seinfeld. <laughs> I mean, some people, I've actually met people that don't like this, that don't like Seinfeld. And, and those people are just wrong those in people are life. Just, yeah. In every aspect of life. I don't think life. there's any, been anything that's it's, mixed. Uh, in a close but distant second is The Office, and I just had an oh, argument yeah. on Reddit of... Uh, People who who don't like The Office, and I said the people who don't like The Office have just seen three episodes, and they decided Michael was annoying. You got to sit them down and make them watch seasons one through three. Tie them to the bed if you have to, mm-hmm. because by the end of three, when when Jim walks in and asks Pam on that first date, you're hooked. You can't you're, stop you're hooked. It I mean, it's, it's one of the you know The Office. That is also another. Quick second. We have the same taste in a lot of things. So our drama, you know, we're going to go and, ahead and And in line. case you haven't noticed oh, why we like Seinfeld and we pick Seinfeld, uh, in case you haven't noticed, the uh, title to our podcast is a uh, veiled, very slightly veiled reference to uh, their show about nothing, but yeah. we, we wanted to be about something. <laughs> and we're not a show, we're a podcast. So we Yes, so that. we changed show to podcast, um, obviously, in case you didn't notice you know, that part. When it comes to... Jerry Seinfeld himself. I mean, I think, you know, the lack of activity, I guess you get some, some people would turn that kind of success into, you know, all these he movies. He did make and all. I, I, I know that, but that was his voice. And that was, you know, and I, I get that he's been in stuff, but I love comedians in cars. Getting yeah, I, I dropped off that. on that, but. Um, I don't like every episode. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I mean, I don't, I don't you, watch You pick out the ones you like. You can pick out the ones you like. It's just, it's funny stuff. And everything that he's poured into his show, uh, but even, you know, tells you what terrific writing it is now that Larry David's gone off and had a second legendary show of his own and curb your enthusiasm. So I think it just tells you that the talent they were working with is a perfect storm that went nine great years that, I mean, I could turn on TBS right now and probably see an episode. So it ended in Seinfeld. 1997? 97, I think. Or in 2017. That's 30 years of... I, 20. 20? 20. 20 years! <laughs> I I never watched an episode while it was on TV live. I've seen every episode probably a oh, hundred times. Yeah, but I I mean, and it's always on because it's always on TBS. It's always on at my dad's house, you know, to my parents. So it's, it's been on TBS since I was like fifteen in high school, and that you know, it's it's always there and it's always great. And if, if you don't like it, you're wrong. I'm if sorry. there's nothing on, and Seinfeld's running on on a TBS loop. 
or something like that. You turn that. it on. You turn it on. If there's nothing else on, you could just, and you'll laugh. Oh yeah, you'll laugh at some of those jokes. I mean, I, I can't even say the same for Friends that gets a lot of play. Oh yeah, on a lot of different I, networks we now. just did a rewatch of Friends a couple of years ago. My wife and Not I. Not that I don't love it. Don't yeah, it's Friends it's is, great. Yeah, but it you feel a lot of the jokes there are outdated. You don't really ever feel the jokes in Seinfeld are outdated because even though they might be using outdated technology, the joke still holds up. Yeah, you you know there there's one where he's got a two line phone and. Uh, the the woman that he's trying to convince that he's not gay, not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> is uh, is on one line. He's talking to George on the other line, and she can hear him when he's talking to George. And you know, a, a two line phone doesn't exist anymore, but everybody can get behind somebody overhearing the conversation you're trying oh, yeah. to have without them knowing. I mean, and that's that's what We've makes all done it so timeless. We yeah. picked up the phone in a different room. When, oh, yeah. When we had a sibling on the other line so we could get dirt on them. Oh, yeah. You know, we've all done that before. So uh, what about your drama, buddy? My favorite drama, and I'm going to go against, well, it's not really against the grain. It's uh, it's Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Breaking Bad? I did watch Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is fantastic. It ended perfectly. And um, probably my favorite if I had to put one up there. Um, yeah. You know, if I had to put one up there. I'm... Not terribly into dramas too much. Yeah. I mean, I do love a good drama, don't get me wrong, but I think if I had to pick one, I'm aligned with you on this one. The, the other great yeah. shows that are mentioned along with it are The Wire and Mad Men and Sopranos, and honestly, right. I've never watched any of those no, three. No, I didn't either. Um, so I, I can't really speak to those, but Breaking Bad, just from beginning to end, was perfect. Vince Gilligan laid out his story, and he accomplished it. <laughs> um, there was... Speaking of Seinfeld... Dr. Watley. We were actually speaking of, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Tim Watley. Dr. So, Tim you know, Brian Cranston, shout out to Brian Cranston. Yeah. Also, on how I met your mother. Yes, I as, as well uh, as the, the, uh, the architect. The architect, famous one that was in charge of Ted there for a little while. So anyway, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think I'm a little disappointed I haven't seen more from Aaron Paul besides Need for Speed or, you know. How um, great was that movie, even though it was so terrible? Oh. Uh, you put Kid Cudi in something, I'm there. You put Kid Cudi in something with Michael Keaton going all, going all crazy on a microphone the oh, whole time. Yeah. I mean, the cars were cool. I can't even deny it. You know, I love the Need for like Speed video movie, games and. But I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little disappointed I haven't seen him in more stuff that I've been able to view. I know he's been I don't in think some he's stuff. very good. He's in, um, an Amazon show right now mm-hmm. that's supposed to be pretty good where he's a cult leader or in a cult, something like that. Haven't checked that out. Um, and if you didn't know, you might know this if you do like Breaking Bad, but if people actually still try to go throw pizzas. Yes. On, and they've, on they've, the, they've on had the original the home that the whites lived off. in. And they've had to block off the home because the owners of the home we're getting so fed up with getting fresh pizzas off their roof. Um, I would eat it. Can't be that bad. Roof pizza? Yeah, it's New Mexico. It's probably still hot. I've probably eaten <laughs> worse pizza. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So now we're going to go into um, basically we're going to try and convince each other to watch shows that one of us, Eric's going to try and convince me of some shows he likes that I haven't seen, and I'm going to convince him of shows I like that he hasn't seen. And uh, you guys might have seen, might have not. Leave us some comments or some tweets and tell us how wrong we are about one way or the other or why we should be watching these shows. Um, Eric, you go first with your your first show um, that, that I haven't seen. Uh, you have not seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine, huh? Not a lick. Um, very Andy big... Samberg got really annoying for a while, and so I just checked out on He's that. Not, you know what? Um, I could feel that coming on a little bit. But yeah, actually, the movie with the, Adam Sandler just... These, la- <laughs> these last few seasons, uh, actually, that, <laughs> that movie's kind of funny. I don't, care. I don't care who you are. Um, no, but 
I, I just think that Brooklyn Nine-Nine, especially with the ensemble cast, they really come into their own. There's been a lot of character development. It's almost off to a little bit of a rocky start. Um, you know, just trying to get the show off the Someone ground. Someone I've heard good cast. in that that I haven't that that I wanted to consume. She's apparently a very good comedian. Also, is Chelsea Peretti. She's funny. She's yeah. very very funny in that show. Uh, she's taken a bit of a reduced role in the later seasons. Uh, I know she just had a, a child, I believe. Uh, but so she's not in these uh, latter uh, episodes that have been popping up uh, recently. But they have been doing a good job of developing the characters. It's very fun to see. Uh, and everybody kind of being just stupid, silly together, too, trying to solve these crimes as dumb as they possibly can make themselves be. So, um, very enjoyable for me. What's your first one? My first one is called Party Down. You ever heard I, of it? Yes, yes, I have. Um, that's Adam Scott. Adam right? Scott, yeah. yes. And, and Lizzie Kaplan for a yes. while? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan's in both seasons. Jane Lynch is in it for one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Megan Mullally, who you mm-hmm. might know yeah, from, know. uh, Will Grace. Grace. Uh, also Ron Swanson's wife in real life. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Those two are awesome together, by the way. Yeah. Um, basically, they, they worked for this. It's a stars show. It ran two seasons, and it got cut short basically because Adam Scott went to work on Parks and Rec. Right. Um, it's just fantastic. They work, they're they all working actors or comedians. or They're servers, right? They work for okay. a catering company, and they, they go to different parties each week. And so each, each episode has a kind of a different spin on it because of where they are and what they're doing. And it, it's just hilarious. Um, Adam Scott gets noticed because he, he used to be in like one beer commercial and that was his whole thing. Um, if you've seen it, you would know, are we having fun yet? It's, it's just hilarious. Rob Cordray is in an episode. Um, uh, J.K. Simmons is in an episode. There's just so many, there's so many good cameos from people. Kevin Hart's in one. Oh, the, the yeah, people yeah. at the parties are almost more interesting than the people on the cast. On the cast, yeah. Um, other than probably Adam Scott and Lizzie Kaplan, um, they do like a porn convention. They do <laughs> uh, like a housewives fundraiser for a, a local school. They they do um, they, just all kinds of parties, and it was just fantastic. And I wish it would have run longer, but I also loved Adam Scott on Parks and Rec, so. Even they've, they've been talking about maybe a movie, but it, it's never really materialized. Maybe someday. Probably. Okay. What do you got um, next? My next one is one that might get a little more notoriety now because of who one of the stars are. But uh, Suits was a show that I was very excited about from the very beginning when they previewed this Zach show. Zach Morris. Um, no. <laughs> um, That's not the one with Zach Morris? No. That one was Franklin and Bash. That's the one. Franklin Franklin and Bash. And I didn't mind that show either. I liked that show. That was fun. Um, So who's in Suits? Suits has uh, Gabriel Mox. Um, No idea who that is. uh, Yeah, you didn't know a lot of these people before. Uh, You might have known Gina Torres, but I love Sarah Rafferty in this show. She's outstanding. Um, But Meghan Markle. Is it Prince Harry's? Yeah, one of the, yeah, right. one of those royalty. Yeah, people over she's there. getting married. Custom she's going to be a, a literal princess. So I can see her maybe cutting her acting career short, you know, to be actual royalty. So um, that show, it's it's you can feel the show spinning down to an end. And they're lawyers, it, it, right? No, they're lawyers. It's they a are law drama. Yes. So this is one of the few dramas I actually tune in every week to see. Um, all the actors are very talented in the show, and you know what? For a law drama. It doesn't get as repetitive as you might think. Sometimes they delve into the storyline. What it's really They've about. They've had Law and Order on for 30 years and what it's, people still watch that. So. <laughs> what it's really about, um, 
It Maybe is 20 a young I don't man. Know math, apparently. A young man who's got a photographic memory. He's a genius. Um, stumbles into an interview for a high-end law firm that only hires out of Harvard, and he steps in, and the other hotshot lawyer, the older gentleman, uh, hires him, thinking that he's kind of invincible. He, I can turn this kid into something. I can hide this kid because he's amazing. You know, even though he didn't go to Harvard, I can still use him to help me win high-profile cases. He's mm-hmm. a genius. He sees the benefit of having it, but he never went to Harvard. He got kicked out of school and doesn't have a college diploma. So that's always hanging over his head for the longest time. Is somebody but he's just lying out. about it his whole He's time. lying about it. The uh, Everybody in the office that knows about it has been lying about it. You know, kind of season by season, more people end up finding out and finding different ways to so leverage it's gonna the be, It's just going to so, be like Breaking Bad in the end, and um, some Nazis are going to take over, and he's going to have to strap a... No, machine gun in the back of his car and take them all out. That's not how. That's not how it's going to end. I don't think it's going to end that way. Uh, <laughs> I can see. You never know. Last. I can see season this upcoming season being the last for the show. Uh, but well, it's very well still done. Still time for machine guns. Yeah. When you run twenty-two episodes, so, there's time for a lot of things. And you have a second show, Arrested Development. I've seen a lot of it. A lot of people like this show. Uh, it's not one like you're talking about with Modern Family, where you can jump. It, it kind of is where you can jump in and get some of the jokes. But it's so deep in the callbacks and call for, they'll set up something in season, episode two, and then episode 13 is the next mention of it, and you're like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then you go, it's definitely a rewatch show, and the more you rewatch it, the more you catch that they had set up in the beginning that, that comes off. Uh, the, the little brother loses his hand in the middle of season one, spoiler alert, if you're <laughs> 15 years behind this show. Uh, but the whole first like 11 episodes, there's all these, Little, uh, nods to, his, he sits on a, a bench that says army offices, but he's covering up the part so it only says arm off next to him. And <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff like that hidden throughout the show that, like, when you watch it three or four times, you pick up on all of it. And, uh, the, the season four they did on Netflix wasn't great, uh, just because of their, the schedule that they had to, mm-hmm. To keep up because well, all the actors had so many different things Bain going is on. A huge star now, so it's very you know. Yeah, like, but he, I think he's taken to the Netflix model. He's done that. Well, he's, he's done, done Ozark. Ozark I, yeah. I think he want. I think that's where he's going to live now. I, I think he likes that doing his twelve episodes and know, getting just, in. You now. can keep turning out horrible bosses with him and Sabine. Well, yeah, and that's Charlie true. Day, and I'll take my money now. Yeah, I'll show up to but, this. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his. How many of those episodes of Arrested Development were directed by the Russo brothers? I have no idea. Yeah, I, his, his, did, but I know, know I know some of them are. Yes, you do know that like that famous um, staircase truck. Yes, it made, made its way the airport in, yes. in the airport watch, scene of Captain yeah. America: Civil War. Watch out for hop-ons. You're, you're going to get some hop-ons. Yeah. So, um, what what do you got next for me? Um, I love this show, and it's ending after a eight season final uh, final final year. It starts in April, so I can imagine they're probably just going to go all the way through to the end of May. Um, but New Girl on Fox is one of the funniest shows I've I think I've ever seen outside of Seinfeld. 16 minutes and total. Yeah, I, it's very difficult. People are a little whimsical and wacky and, and, and I'm, I'm not a really, Zoe Deschanel fan. And I'm not, you don't have to be though. I do like Jake Johnson though. Is that his name? Jake, yeah. He's the white guy. Yeah. And I'm a big fan, like Hannah Simone's growing on me, Max Greenfield. Oh, yes. He's starting to really take off. Um, Laborn Morris, and I really started, this is what I really got introduced to, um, Damon Wayans Jr. was in this show. He is hilarious in that, in He's the, very in funny the show in that, in but, life. uh, Let's Be Cops, not so good. That was, that was, 
That was disappointing. I got I got to admit, it he wasn't is, as good as I wanted funny, it to though. be. So, um, but I I'm remiss to say that it's not going to be a fun finale for me, knowing that it's all over. Because I I'm actually rewatching it on Netflix as we. I love know. rewatching shows. My wife so, hates it, and like my whole life revolves around rewatching Seinfeld and The Office and Parks and Rec and Arrested Development, and she can't stand watching shows over and over again. And I'm just like, why? It's well, fun. there's only a few you, that I you know that it's I'll good. There's only a few that I'll tolerate for, so uh, that makes the very short list of my new girl. Jenny, can you uh, can you go back and fix that for us? <laughs> Thank you. Um, one of my favorite shows that another one that got a lot of these got canceled too early. Um, this one was bored to death on HBO. I never saw it. No. Jason uh, Jason Schwartzman, I think his name is. Okay. Um, Zach Galifianakis. Oh. And Ted Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson. You put Ted Danson in there. Yeah. Not on the good place yet, but it's on my list. I will catch up yeah, to that we'll one. To it. It's on Netflix now. It's on oh, it is. Uh, maybe probably Hulu because Hulu has a deal with NBC. Oh yeah, probably right. So, so. whatever. I'm going to catch up on the good place. That's neither here nor there. Bored to death. This guy, uh, his his girlfriend broke up with him. He's a huge pothead, um, and that's why she broke up with him. Basically, all he does is drink wine and smoke pot. And uh, Ted Danson, same thing. But it, Ted Danson is like a. Uh, He's a writer, I think, for he's for like a magazine. He's like the head of a magazine type thing, and uh, he does little. Uh, Jason Schwartzman does little odd jobs for Ted Danson, and um, but he decides in in between jobs that he's going to become a private detective. And if you know Jason Schwartzman, he is a small, diminutive <laughs> Jewish man. Uh, not very imposing oh, and yeah. has no idea how to be a private detective. He's just read a couple, uh, you know, little detective novels on it and he decides, he decides he he's going to do it. He ropes in Zach Galifianakis, whose girlfriend is constantly mad at him, or it might be his wife, I think it's his wife in the show, constantly mad at him, uh, for basically smoking pot and drinking too much and, um, drags Ted Danson into some of the adventures and they just have all these, cause each week it's a, it's basically a case of the week type thing, a uh, half hour show. It only ran three seasons. It criminally got canceled early and, um, it, it was great. They'd always go on some wacky adventure where, you know, they'd get stuck and they'd get out of it by the end and they'd solve their mystery and it was, it was just great. I it was funny. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of dry humor, but it's, you, you get it and it's, it's good. Check, check it out. I will. That, that is Check it big. out. <laughs> Another show that um, is probably... I just noticed this, but a lot of the shows that I have on my list here are probably within a season or two of coming to an end. So I'm not liking anything's yeah. wheelhouse. Um, maybe, like, not Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but the other four... I've noticed there's not about. a lot of good new sitcoms either, though, that yes, are it's, it's two tough. to three years it's old. It's to draw my eye line and get me to really sit down and watch it. Um, especially if I don't know who any of the actors are. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing that seems to be looking like it's... Maybe on its way out is Silicon Valley. I haven't heard anything def- definitive, but I know yeah, that... Yeah, that's more uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller anything. carried that show in a lot of cases. Um, as much as I was Thomas Middleditch? Yeah. I think that's his name. Um, you know, it's hard not to like Martin Starr and, you know, all those other guys that appear. Um, Kumail Nanjiani? Martin that's- Starr is another one in uh, Party Down. Oh, okay. On the uh, catering Yes, I, the few episodes that I've seen yep. in Party Down. But... Um, the Silicon Valley, I just don't know how it's going to be without T.J. Miller. I will watch it this season. It's but, going to be hard because um, he he gave it an edge. He did. That, he gave uh, it an edge of unpredictability. Yeah. Is he going to actually do the right thing? Yeah, is he going to do the right thing this time or is he going to mess everything up? 
Yeah, you um, don't have to sell me on that one because I'm already in there. Um, yeah, but so, it's and you can sell some other people on Jason Schwartzman. I was right. Then. So Thank what's you, your what's your last one? Well, I've got two more. We're oh, gonna okay. do five each. That's right. Sorry. Um, my next one was Master of None with Aziz Ansari, mm-hmm. Netflix show. I've seen a few episodes of that as well. I think I just kind of that's one you can kind of jump in and out because each show is contained in its own. Each episode is self-contained. Okay. Um, it it's very funny. But it's very close to life too. Um, he, he does a great job in season two of, uh, portraying like an unrequited love and it like really makes you feel for him. And he, you know, he wrote most of it on his own and I, anything Aziz does, I'm in. Yeah. He's one of my favorite comedians yeah, and, uh, he, he's great in it and, uh, his, his big buddy that goes around with him is great. And I don't know his name off the top of my head, but, uh, they're, they're both great and, it's it's just the adventures of uh, this guy's trying to be an actor, you know, but also uh, trying to do some other things as as he's trying to be an actor in New York, and it's just his life in New York, and he uh, he gets into shenanigans and just a your your basic thirty year old in New York story of what can happen and, and basically anything can. They did a uh, episode in season two. Aziz might have been in it, but he was only in it for. Like five minutes, it was, it basically just followed all these different people around New York, basically showing you what different types of stuff you can get into there. You know, you, you end up at a bar and you make these crazy friends that you never knew you'd be friends with because you wandered in the wrong place. And it, <laughs> it just follows like 10 different stories in 20 minutes of, of all these crazy different things that can, good things, not like nobody's getting murdered, which could probably also happen. Yeah. But, uh, they, they skip that part. <laughs> And yeah, it's, it's a good show. If, if you haven't watched both seasons of that, I su- highly suggest you do because it's, it gets you. You know, yeah. it, it, it makes you want to live in New York and then you, you kind of look around and go, no, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, my, what do you got next? My final show on this list is also one that will be doing its last season. Um, on HBO is Veep. I never got in on Veep. I don't um, know why. I, just I think it's Tony Hale. He's, uh, he's also in Arrested Development. He yes. Loses his hand. Yes, he did. Um, not in Veep, though. He's got not both hands. He's got both feet. Uh, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is obviously very critically acclaimed. Um, did you ever watch The uh, Adventures of New Christine? I did not. Or I did not. Old Christine. And I, 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 I caught a couple like on reruns on TBS, and it was like funny as yeah, if you're not mean, paying attention to it. It's but, been syndicated. I mean, yeah. they're making money off of it. So it's just... Um, so yes, Veep, um, very good. Very good supporting cast as well. Very funny. Um some real good laugh out loud moments and just ah! sarcasm and banter. And, She's good. You know, the political, there's, and then there's a political, um, comedy to it as well. That, I'm sure know, that this ridiculous. Season, they'll, they'll take it. Oh, uh, I could imagine. Um, so, uh, that will be my list. And, um, I will, I will say one thing you told me you haven't seen is one of the Marvel Netflix shows, The Punisher. And I invite you to watch that because, um, it's on my list, it's but well it's acted. low on my list. I got to catch up on season three of Mr. Robot, but this is more season two of Stranger Things. There's a lot on my list. I, I, I think we're going to leave some of that conversation for the Marvel centric podcast. I don't want to, you know, it, because as more and more information starts coming out and, true. and all that kind of stuff, and especially like a new season, I we did see this thing of, uh, Stuff, even though that's not technically John Bernthal basically shutting down their, these alt-right people who are using him as a symbol of what they believe in. Yeah, uh, and he so, he I, shot them down. Which he's like, that is not the point of the show. The no, show is to show how no. bad this actually is. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, I, I don't. Um, 
I, I don't condone that either. He, sh- he should not be. The Punisher is not. I, I know the story of the Punisher. I get him. Yeah. Not a great hero. Yes. And um, I, I don't know. You I sympathize with him kind of like uh, Walt, with like you do with Walter White. But, yeah. uh, but you not know a he's a bad dude. dude. Not a great dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. And I, I, don't, I really kind of scratch my head at people who use the Punisher logo for military purposes or things of that nature. Well, that I mean, came I get from uh, to it, but, the but American no, no. Sniper. Yes, I just, I don't, like I saw a they're, sticker they're on proud the car. They're proud of their kills, right. I saw a sticker on someone's car with the Punisher logo, and I know what it is. I get that it was, the guy was in the military, um, but and at, around it, it said something to the effect of, um, you know, it's up to us to arrange the meeting, you know, we don't judge the people we, you know, we hunt or something like that, but it's up to us <laughs> to arrange them with, with God or something like that. I can't remember the exact words, and I'm sorry I'm stumbling all over myself trying to figure it out, but... I used to have a Punisher t-shirt. I like one of my comic books t-shirt because yeah. I like the character of the yeah, Punisher. But you're not making a political but statement. But I'm not trying to make a war to, statement. I had to throw it away because people started using that as a symbol of exactly what you're describing. Yeah. And I didn't want to be, and I don't want to say, I didn't want to be somebody passing me by thinking that I'm that type of person because I'm not, I, I don't, I don't have a kill count. Yeah. Uh, except in Call of Duty. <laughs> just to have a pretty good kill death but ratio there, but. I think, um, with that, I just, I wanted, I just wanted to get that off my chest. It's like, I, I, agree. I think that there I'm is a, there is a level of seriousness to people who either have been off to war, been in the real time battles, you know, that, that are, that aren't well. And I think to make light of it or to think that having to do something like it, having to take other lives is, I'm not a snowflake, I promise. It, but it having sh- to do that, it, it shouldn't be taken lightly. It shouldn't be taken lightly. Yeah. And I, I think to use a comic book character as a symbol for your political statement or things of that nature, I mean, um, you know, I, I don't think that's the right. Speaking thing. of using comic book characters as symbols, uh, we're going to. I'm going to tell you about this last show that I had on my list, and this is not a good show. Okay. It by any uh, measurable measurement. <laughs> measurable measurement. Yeah. This is not a good show. And what show are you talking about? Gotham on Fox with uh, the guy from the OC. Mm-hmm. Um, and some other people you've never seen in anything before. Uh, the, uh, the Penguin is played by a kid from Accepted. Did you ever see that movie? Justin yes, Long. I saw it. I so remember don't. the kid with the ADD? No, he I don't. Saw, he, he's the Penguin. Anyway, this show is so... It just grabs itself by the balls and says, we're going to be crazy. And it lives up to that. Good. It is outlandish. It is... Campy. It is everything you would want in a comic book show that is not taking itself too seriously. It's almost like it's trying to take itself too seriously, but it can't. <laughs> the first, the, the first season is hard to get through because it's very like, uh, obligatory winks at, it's like, hi, my name's Edward Nigma and I love riddles. Oh god. Do you like riddles? <laughs> and it's just like, they're like, hi, I'm Selena Kyle. And there's a cat over there. Some people call me the cat. <laughs> so it's just like, it, they, they really shove you into, this is who this person is in case you can't figure it out in the first season. But, uh, as the first season progresses and it goes in the second and third, they don't shove it in your face as much and it, it, the, the introduction of characters flows a little more smoothly. Um, but it's just, it's just so gunfights every other episode and, 
the, the guy that plays the penguin is just constantly screaming at everyone because they're not doing what he says, and oh, it's just amazing. It's it's just amazing. <laughs> I like it and when it's easy doesn't have to take himself too serious. It's like watching Fast and the Furious after number two. Good. All right, I'm gonna have to. My mom actually, weirdly enough, asked me if I watched Gotham. She told me she caught a few episodes. It, it is. Quite. It is outstanding. And it's outlandishness. <laughs> But again, so. not a good show. If you want a really good show, don't watch Gotham. If you want to be entertained, watch Gotham. Okay. Sounds great. All right. For our final segment, Eric, let's talk about um, some shows that it feels like the world is watching them, but, you know, for one reason or another, they're not really on our radar. You got any shows like that? Um, I do. Um, a lot of shows, like, on HBO, or I'm always... You know, like I said, I seems like there's I'm always late. a great show on HBO that you I'm just late can't catch to up. A lot of stuff. I was late to Veep. I was late to Game of Thrones. I was late to Breaking Bad. I was late to the. Walking I was late Dead. to Breaking Bad too. Um, I came in like season three. But I think. you know what? I'm, if you get me in, I don't care if you. Okay, well, so I wasn't there from the start. I'm sorry. But that's the great thing but, about TV now is yeah. you can jump in at any time. 1992, yeah. you wanted to watch, you know. Oh gosh! All yeah. of Seinfeld. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way you could do that. So um, you just pick it up at season four and you're off. If I had to pick uh, three shows that the world seems like they're, I see it everywhere on social media. I see them on previews for from other TV shows while I'm watching television. Um, but th- the three I would say one was on your list, and that's Mr. Robot. Um, it's a great show. You should pick up. Uh, one. Hey, anytime Robert Downey Jr. is tweeting about how pumped he is for the next episode. Um, yeah, I mean, there you might, you might pique my interest. It's good, a bit, it's smart. So. It's a smart yes. show. And then I'd say the second one would be Westworld, which so I'm this, curious about. I've heard that it's very, very good, and obviously it's getting a lot of popularity. I, yeah, I, so. I heard good and bad. Right? Yeah, I heard okay. good and bad on it, and it was like, uh, I just, I just never, I never jumped on it. Yeah. I couldn't. I think I that like, might yeah, be, robots and fake worlds, that, it sounds cool, but. Yeah, I think that might be one of the, uh, things I check out if, as, if it's got some staying power. Once Game of Thrones is done, you know, there might be a lot more yeah. room in my brain to, yeah. to pick up on. And the third it, one? I felt like I had to think a lot about it too, and like, I, I don't know that I was down for that. Mm-hmm. I already think a lot about Mr. Robot. <laughs> and the third one I would say, and this, this surprises the heck that I haven't even gotten up the gumption to, to turn it on yet, is Stranger Things. You need to turn that one off. Yeah, I know. I have yet to see season What's two, my so don't at me any spoilers here. Um, I got that's on my list of things, but it, season one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Great eighties nostalgia. I wasn't really alive in the eighties, but I get it. I've seen ET. I've seen Goonies. Like I, I get what they're referencing. I get why it's cool. Yeah, and they get why it's cool, and uh, they just did a great job. And I'm excited to watch season two. Um, just haven't gotten there yet. Right. Okay, yeah, so those are my three. What about you, bud? I got a couple on these. Uh, my first one is Walking Dead. I mean, you say zombies, I'm just, I'm out. I, no interest in zombies whatsoever. Um, the, if a real zombie outbreak happened, that, that'd be squashed real quick. Um. <laughs> yeah, what, how did they take like, over? They, they've just been walking around for like, what, seven years? Like, come on. <laughs> Lock the doors, let's go. <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah, I you know I kind of feel the same way. Set a ring of fire around you. The zombies can't I, get through it. I have watched that show. I got about four episodes into season seven, and some of it just got a little too over the top for me. So I'm taking a little break. I was late to the show, and I kind of made a critical mistake. A and I did. Yeah, I know. Uh, so you might as well call it late to my podcast about television. So, um, yeah, but. <laughs> 
So Jenny, you might want to show. take that joke out. That wasn't very good. That wasn't a very good joke. Um, but yeah, The Walking Dead. I think I needed to put it on the shelf for a little while. Yeah. I, I'll finish it. I think once the once the story is told. What I read on Facebook, I Twitter, it just like somebody's dying every week. I mean, yeah, I guess Game of Thrones is kind of like that, but I yeah, Game of Thrones. It felt like there was it one big got death every out. season. The Walking Dead got shoved yeah. out by everything else that I watched, so I'll, I'll come I back just, to it. We'll talk. I think I think that's a good place to go in a little bit. Is like shows that we came in on, mm-hmm. but but couldn't make it through. We'll we'll go into that a little bit more after you know this part. Another one I never got into, and you guys are going to be mad at me here, is The Wire. I didn't need. I I have heard that this is the best show ever, mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad is a close second to it. So it's on my list of eventually I'll watch it. But when it came out. I was still in high school, didn't have HBO. And I didn't um, have like a real And so I just, I just never had, yeah, right. I didn't have a TV. When you're, when you're in high school and college, there's so many things going yeah. on, like you don't sit, alright, it's 8 o'clock, my show's on, it's 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. my show's on. That's, that's why, you know, like the office, I came too late, Arrested Development, I came too late, just because those things like, between 2003 and 2009, like, you got so much going on during high school and college, there's no, you just you just don't go. Oh, my show's on at eight. Not going to the bar with you. I yeah. I picked the. Uh, I think I started watching TV as a viewer of a show that would follow shows um, when Tebow came out. When I knew that I could watch things on my own time. Right. You know. I'm sorry. I'm not. You know. When I'm in college, I'm not going to go miss out going out with friends or going to right. a game or something like that. When. You know, oh, God, it's it's 8.30 on Monday night, you know. And Seinfeld being my best show, there was, or my favorite show, it was always on TBS. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, when we were, you know, in college, it's always on anyway, so. But when Tebow started. My, my first one was The Office. I, I saw the basketball episode. <laughs> and then yeah. I, and then they had, like, a marathon on TBS that night because they were in the middle of season five. So they were doing, like, season one and two on TBS at the time. And so I... I Caught the basketball episode while I was at my friend's house. I went home. I turned it on and just kind of watched three or four. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I downloaded seasons one through five on iTunes and just blew right through them. And it, <laughs> they, I was mad at myself. I missed them, it huh? for five. Yeah. <laughs> it was college. I had a job. Yeah. There's nothing else to pay for at that point. So what was your third? I had one more uh, that, that I never, that I feel like everyone's talking about, at least in my Twitter circles, and that's Black Mirror. And this show, I guess, is like, it's like, it's a Netflix show. It's, I guess, like the new Twilight Zone, basically. Mm -hmm. It's in, it's season four just released. It's, each episode stands on its own. So you don't have to watch all of them. You can jump in and out as, as wanted. And, uh, it's just, each episode is set up in some alternate reality where something weird is happening, basically, like the Twilight Zone. And I hear good things. I want to watch it. It's just on my radar. There's no time for it. You know, there's a lot. A lot going on. A lot going on. Let's talk about Orange is the New Black. Um, this, and you know, this is a good way to segue to a point about, you know, shows that we got tired of, but we just didn't finish for whatever reason. Yeah, you, you hung on to this one longer than I did. (laughs) I was out after season two. Um, my wife and I, I think we watched the first episode of season three and just decided we didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, how long you said you made it? I made it a couple episodes into season four. Yeah, and I was so and I the only reason I put up with it because season three to me was at least a little disappointing because I loved the way season two ended mm-hmm. that I thought you were going to maybe be getting more of that hard hitting stuff. Ended good, yeah, but it felt like they just kept going back to the same kind of weird storylines and you know friendships that were made were now rivals. Like it was just way to, a lot to keep up with for a show that's like all right, I'm having a really hard time, keep you know. 
keep caring about the characters. characters and, you know, they're in prison, but they all have these short sentences that they all say, oh, I'm getting out, I'm getting out. And then they have these weird contrived ways of keeping them in prison. Like, mm-hmm. so at it, some point, your your suspension of disbelief goes away, and it's just like, all right, this, this isn't fun or enjoyable anymore. It's just the same thing happening over mm-hmm. and over again. Another one that I, I didn't make it through was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you were going to try and sell me on this of something I should be watching. And I'm going to tell you, I sh- I, it it just... The, the whole, I got through the season where they became inhumans, uh, and that didn't, they've tried to get the inhumans to happen three different times and they've never happened. Sure. Uh, it's like fetch, it's just not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Uh, I'm trying to make it happen. Stop Gretchen. trying to make it happen, Gretchen. Uh, it, it just, it had my interest for a while and it just was not interesting. One of my problems with a lot of these shows on network TV, they got 22 episode seasons. Agents it is such a slog. You get these, you get, you know, 10 to 12 episodes in the middle where it's just like nothing is happening to advance the plot. It's mm-hmm. just like, let's do this random thing and do this. And here's this guy that we can throw in here. And, oh, this lady came down from Asgard. Let's play around with her for a day. And it, um, I watched Arrow and The Flash on CW and they, it gets a lot like that too. And right. it, like in the middle of the seasons, I'm always like, God, why do I watch this show? And then there's, you know, the, the first five episodes and the last five episodes and maybe two yeah, in the exactly. middle are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, this is why I watch it. And well, she'll never grab me with those first five and last five like the other shows And do. you know what? Your opinion is probably uh, largely a consensus, I would say. You know, I think so, too. I um, think it's dying fast. Oh, no, no, it is. And this, this, I think it's going to be the last season. But I will say one thing about the show. I heard they did good with Ghost Rider. Oh, that was great. I, I, I love I, that. I, I love that character arc. Um, I like Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider as a character, and I, I'm if you've sad that show, I checked out before it, but... If you've seen the enough. show, you know that like that arc was running, you know, the first half of the season, they went with another one and kind of brought him back later to help tie up the fourth season and stuff. Um, and they actually somehow ended up in space now for, for the final season five. And so did Steve Urkel one time. I yes. Mean, come on. <laughs> so, actually, you know what? It's, I'm not hating the new storyline, to be honest with you. They've had to... Shift some things up. They have been unafraid to change. Um, just so I felt a little sorry. Episodes. I felt a little sorry for some of the actors in the show because um, they were trying to convince everybody that it was all connected. Right, that they were going to be it, like well, one the of these days. They were going to be in the big movies. Like one of these. The, the first two seasons, it was like every time a Marvel movie was coming out, the episode right before and right after tied. it loosely tied, and then it was like season three. They just completely gave up on that, and that's when I was like. Because towards the end of season two, I was like, all right, I, I'm not that interested in this anymore, but I was still watching it in case it came up. Um, and, and you always love MCU when, canon. I mean, it's just... Right. And and then I noticed when uh, Civil War came out, that was when I was out because I was like, they didn't even reference Civil War at all. In, in, I, in either in any episodes around it. So I'm like, all right, this has nothing to do with the movies anymore. I'm, I'm just out. Yeah, I can I mean, keep I'm up with the movies without keeping up with the show. I'm good now. I'm definitely like leaned over on my couch and just like, all right, we're slogging through this episode. Yeah. You know, I, I get where you're coming from. Some of it gets a. I That's honestly I like wish they'd the gone cable to Netflix, and Netflix shows yeah, that that do ten to thirteen shorter. episodes, and it's like, all right, everyone moves the plot along. Something's happening. You can't you can't beat uh, the Luke Cage episodes. Like those were that was probably my my favorite uh, yeah. Netflix Marvel. If you're shows super nerdy, you'll like Agents of Shield. So I, I don't I don't think I can sell it to. I'm pretty nerdy. 
I know, I know, but you also, you see, even you gave up on it. But it doesn't get great ratings. There's a reason why it's been on the chopping block for a little while now. I think just kind of a cult following kind of saves it. And I think it's really, I think a lot of that is that credit should be given to like Clark Gregg. Who played yeah, Bill I mean, he's, yeah. Um, they brought him back. And everybody's and waiting for him to come back in. I, I think he's going to show up in Infinity War. I hope you're Why right. Why keep him around if I hope not. you're right. I just, uh, I, I felt bad for <laughs> I him. I like Agent May in there, too. Was She's pretty amazing good. in the Avengers movie, and I love, you know, I just love his character. Um, you know, he, he was good in small doses. I don't know that you can build a hundred episodes around him like they've tried, but. Mm-hmm. Another one, uh, talking about getting cult following is Community. I got in and out on that two different times. I watched the first three seasons. I was in. I liked it. Got all the little funny jokes. It's kind of like Arrested Development where they're referencing themselves all the time. Um, got out for a while. Season four, the uh, the lost years, they call it, with Dan Harmon gone. That really turned me off, so I stopped watching. And then I came back to it, caught up on four, watched five, and then they moved. Uh, Donald Glover left. The other guy, uh, Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase. Yeah, he left. Um, so it was. I didn't understand his character in that show. I had I had just caught the a few episodes, yeah. But I, I just, I don't know. Maybe it was just a little over the top for me sometimes. Uh, it was, and yeah, it was. It was hard. They do these weird paintball episodes where the whole school is playing paintball, and it, it got outlandish. And you know, it, once it moved to Yahoo, I was just like, I watched the first episode on there, and I was just like, that wasn't funny, and. Moved on and right. I just and and I think Yahoo did as well. <laughs> yeah, and the, rightfully so. The small audience they still had. And I like. Decided I like Joel McHale. He's good. I like Joel He's McHale. Good. I love the soup. The soup is one of my. That's one of my favorite shows. That was a good one. So, so we're gonna get into our little final. You know, our it's final segment. Two minute ISO. Two minute ISO. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I think Eric, for my. You get the ball. I get it up. I'm, I'm gonna take the shot here for a second. Um, cord cutting. I'm gonna ask. Our listeners a little bit for a little bit of a, an opinion and interaction. Um, at us. Uh, yeah, at us there because I am very close to cutting the cord. I've been saying this for a long time. Um, I'm a cable subscriber. I don't mind it. It's just that it's getting to be very pricey and I'm looking to cut some costs. And so I want to know, should I get, um, what kind of streaming service should I get? Are they, what is Netflix. YouTube? Well, yes, I have, I already have Netflix. I'm talking about, um, uh, Sling. TV. And you're, and you're aware of uh, the Cody box, right, before everybody tells you that's what you should do because it's the easiest way. <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about that. Cody so. boxes, be careful. They're coming yeah. for you. Yeah, they're, they don't, <laughs> they. It's dying fast. Yeah, they do not want to, uh, they do not want to be giving this stuff up for much longer because a lot of networks, you know, are, are suffering a lot, you know, and cord cutting has been, you know, been getting part of the blame. For that, but you know, I think there needs to be a time, and this is another thing that kind of freaks me out about net neutrality being being repealed. Is that uh, you know Are now you my cable charge more right? I'm I'm going to get charged just to use Facebook in my own home, and you know that's, that's just what? yeah. And so it's just I don't know potentially. I'm not meaning to freak everybody out, but I'll, I'll give you my <laughs> opinion on the cord cutting because uh, my wife and I looked into it a little bit. The service I was going to go with was Sling because mm-hmm. it seems that you can get your sports there. Right. It's great for March Madness because that's when I was going to do it. You get the three month trial, so I was going to turn it on March Madness mm-hmm. and go wild with it. Basically, wow. if if you do go somewhere, get a Roku. I have three Roku's in my house. They are fantastic. My you, parents have it. I yeah, have you can get you can get all the different very easy channels. It's super easy. My wife can figure it out, which she's you can download things to it. Which is something Apple TV didn't have on it as a feature for the longest time. 
I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, I, when the first came out, you couldn't add your own apps to Apple. Oh, right, 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 right. That would broker you always. You, yes, you, you can add always it. Always Yeah. Um, so. But that, that's what I was, I, if, if it were me, I would do Sling TV. I haven't looked into YouTube TV because we're pretty comfortable with having cable as much as they're raking us over the coals with it. Mm-hmm. We're just in this comfort zone of it works. So yeah. stick with it. A um, lot of, a lot of a lot of things out there for for cord cutters. So what was what are you uh, what's your finale? What's your what's Passing your subject? Rock. Passing the rock. Go mellow here. Um, YouTube for kids. Super weird place. So weird. Have you ever witnessed it? You don't have kids. But I don't have. Kids. You've been I've, around. You've been among the kid. I've been, I've been among kids that that are very addicted to the YouTube. So I, I wanted to bring toys, up this week because yeah, I'll go into that. But this Logan Paul thing happened. And if you don't know what happened, just Google it. So it was kind of on my mind. And there's. There's his whole controversy that happened. Just Google Logan Paul in Japan. You'll figure it out. Um, there was this uh, thing that they call Elsa Gate. Basically, these... My daughter watches these... Not these, not the Elsa Gate videos, but the videos of kids playing with other toys. Mm-hmm. And it they're the most annoying people, by the way, with the most annoying bases, I'm, voices. I'm sorry if one of our listeners is one of these people, but like... Get a different voice. Come on. <laughs> you can t- probably tell me the same thing, but, um, it's just super weird. It's these people playing with toys, grown adults playing with toys. That weirds me out the most. Yeah. That, Why? No, the kids doing it are worse because the, the kid, there's one that she watches that, uh, the kid basically has a mommy and the, the two little girls and she just, the, the two little girls are constantly whining and it's turned my daughter into a whiner and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's taken a lot from that, so we're trying to wean her off of that set of videos because it's really bad. And I, I just don't know what would possess a thirty-year-old woman to just start playing with toys on and YouTube then film it. and film it, market it to children. And why are these children watching it? That, Play with toys. Maybe that's just maybe that's like the old person and that doesn't get quite off my lawn. Kids watching YouTube videos and just playing with the toys. I just. I don't know. Maybe that's like just a part of me that I never quite understood about the changing of the times. You know, everything's very digital now. And, you know, I mean, you and I are kind of that last class of people that I just, actually did play outside. I just, well, I just know, you know if I was at a friend's house and he was playing with a toy, I also wanted to play with that toy. I didn't just want to sit there and watch him do it. Yeah. Doesn't that make you really jealous? Yeah. Well, and it turns <laughs> into my daughter asking for all these toys, too. Oh, right. that's in my yeah. videos. I mean, of course it is. I guess that's kind of Every replaced. toy in the world is there. I guess that's kind of replaced... Um, you know, the commercial, not that, not that they don't run these anymore, they but, do. um, yeah. the commercials on, you know, Nickelodeon or yeah, Disney or yeah, these, the toys, you know, I remember my sister every time, every Saturday morning, we'd be watching Saturday morning cartoon. I want that. Next commercial, come on. I want that. You'd yeah. get the toys, the Toys R Us catalog. You'd go through and circle everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Um, but this Elsa gate, they, it was these people running by basically copycat, um, channels that, mm-hmm. that do the same sort of thing. There's, there's ones out there where they have the characters singing and little animations of them singing little, you know, kid songs and whatnot. But basically they would take these characters that kids love and are searching for on YouTube or like are recommended. If you watch this video, the next one's recommended. They would take these characters and put them in sexual or Ooh. criminal uh, scenarios. So searching for these characters. So, or videos right, about you'd, these you'd be watching one where it's just a normal, weird 30-year-old lady playing with mm-hmm. toys and showing your kids how to play with the toys in different ways. And it would, all of a sudden, the next recommended one would be one of these where they're all of a sudden in these Very positions that you don't want your 3-year-old to see, right? Yeah. 
So uh, I, Netflix, I know, has done a lot to crack down, or not Netflix, YouTube has done a lot to crack down on that, but it's just super weird. And Yeah, I, I agree it. with you. I, but you know what? I guess that's just kids these days. And um, I don't care yeah. that they watch. Like I, I don't get what possesses an adult to, like, oh, this will be a funny prank on a five-year-old that stumbles upon this video. Like, yeah, I don't who, who are you playing in that situation? It tells you that there's some weird people out there. There are some weird people. Be careful out there. Anyway, buddy, it's been a pleasure talking a little TV about you. As, as we start getting, uh, you know, some more content down the road, and, you know, we'll probably do the TV one, you know, once once in a blue We'll moon. circle back. Yeah, we'll, know, so. we'll get a Game of Thrones deep dive. Uh, uh, much further down the road. Maybe once I so. watch Punisher, we'll do a little bit on that, yeah. something um, like that. Yeah, we can kind of, you know. Do a whole Marvel Netflix. One what we might do one for the May sweeps. How about that? You know, what know web finales, uh, and everything kind of finalizes, ah. and we, then we start getting reruns, and that's a bummer. So I um, like reruns. That's when I can catch up on all the stuff. Yeah, and then we can give a little summer TV preview. How about Oh, yeah. All right. All right. That's it for today. Be sure to catch us on SoundCloud, um, a podcast about something. Stitcher, a podcast about something. iTunes, iTunes. a podcast about something. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's great that we're listed in those directories because those are the biggest ones, so it's great. You can find us there. Uh, Twitter, at APA something. Hit us on our email. Tell Eric why he should or shouldn't cut the cord or what he should do to cut the cord. Uh, It's... Um, a podcast about something at gmail.com. That's really all we've got for the day. See you next time. Thanks again. Stay classy.